Who likes steak? Who likes cookies? Who likes cake? Hot rolls. Cheeseburgers. That's right. You're now listening to the Golden Corral of podcasts. No central topic today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh Uh-uh. It's the Hobby Topic Buffet. What's up, wrestling fans, trading card collectors? Welcome to another episode of Wrestling With Cards, the podcast. I'm your host, Zan. You can check me out on all social platforms at Zan Morning. I had so many random things I wanted to talk about today, I figured, hey, let's just do buffet style. A little bit of something out there for everyone. So let's eat. Ladies and gentlemen, Upper Deck, Metal Universe is officially here. We have an August 30th release date. We have a checklist out. It looks like this thing is finally going to see the light of day. I honestly can't believe it. Lots of great things in this checklist. Lots of good names. ton of inserts. It looks like AEW may be trying to make up for lost time with as much stuff as they put into this release. What am I most excited for? Obviously the PMGs. I love that they kept this to the OG style where you got 100 different ones. The first 10 are green and then 90 after that all red. I love the Jambalaya. The 97, 98 retros are going to be awesome. And going back to the PMGs, having the one of one being gold, that's a nice touch. As far as what am I going to buy? Well, there's actually two different names of talent that I've looked at within this set. I'm not going to say who it is. I can't have the competition out here stealing it from me. But I've had interest in these two names and looking at different, do I want a PMG? Do I want to get that in the Jambalaya? Do I want the retro? You know, those are my three things I really like out of this release. But then I really stopped and thought, like, do I really need these? Are these going to fit my PC? And as far as that goes, I'm going to touch just a bit briefly on that at the end of today's show. But that being said, Upper Deck Metal Universe, it's coming out. Hope you AEW collectors out there are excited and hopefully going to go out and collect this stuff. All right, so now we're going to talk about the fallout of the National, and here's my review. Oh, man, that was great. Now let's talk about the latest lawsuits between Fanatics, Panini, and whoever else is in the industry. Oh, wow, great information right there. Okay, totally kidding. But seriously, hobby content for the most part has become super stale for me. Now I know certain content creators have their lanes and we do need different types of content out there to serve different types of collectors. Not to mention new entrants into the hobby It's good for them to have a sample of different types of things to listen to, and maybe it helps them create their own lane and find what they really want to do. I get it, I do. And I still do enjoy a lot of different types of hobby content that's out there. Even if it absolutely has nothing to do with something that I'm actually collecting or not collecting myself. But when every single content creator is talking about the same things over and over again, I just stop listening. I tune out. I no longer have anything to do with that in my regular hobby content rotation. Now, I do still have my regular rotation of hobby content I consume, but it used to be a lot more than it is now. With many of them, I've just completely stopped paying attention for numerous reasons. Maybe it's because of the content itself and it just doesn't apply to me anymore. And for some, it's the egotistical hosts or what they represent in the hobby, and I just don't want anything to do with them or that specific segment of the hobby. So you may be asking, what do you enjoy? What content do you still like? Well, here's a short list that I hope you guys will go and check out. As far as wrestling card content goes, that's up to you. I try to watch and listen to as much, if not all, of the wrestling card content out there. Anybody that is a content creator specifically in wrestling cards or likes to constantly talk about wrestling cards, I pretty much try to tune in all the time. As far as other hobby content goes, though, maybe the stuff that's not so wrestling-centric but still may help you, 
I'm a big fan of storytelling and diving into the collector mindset, which you're going to hear more and more of that. I've already done a lot of that, but more and more of that on this podcast as well as my YouTube channel. I feel like the Stacking Slabs podcast, the Wax Museum podcast, and the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute do a great job of those things. When I'm wanting to know the latest hobby news or hobby trends, but still be entertained by it and not be so like business-oriented, the Card Talk pod is my go-to. I spoke about business from a hobby business perspective and just general entertainment based on what they do. Card Collector 2 and 1 Million Cubs on YouTube are my go-to channels for that. Speaking of content, Gary Vee is somebody that I've continued to follow since the day I found him. I generally love everything he does, and I know he is a polarizing figure in the hobby, but hey, I don't care. I've never been one to just go with what the hobby masses think anyway, so why would I care what they think about Gary? But when I saw a guest he was having on, even I was like, whoa, okay, wait a minute. In a recent YouTube video, he had on Ezra Levine. If you're unfamiliar, Ezra was, I believe, the CEO of the Collectible app. I know he was involved with that. And I was actually a fan and participant of the Collectible app. I talked about it before. If you're unfamiliar, that app is where you could own the fractional items of things. So, for example, I owned a fraction of the, quote, game used, Andre the Giant Jockstrap. But if you hadn't heard, that platform is pretty much dead at this point. So I thought, hey, maybe Gary was having Ezra on to talk about the learning process of building the app and the business side of it, the rise and the fall, what he learned, what he could do better. But instead, we didn't talk about that at all. We got a discussion about Ezra's new adventure into more tech-related hobby stuff, a platform called Mascot, which apparently manages your inventory and it helps you if you have things listed across multiple sales platforms and if one sells then it takes it off all the other platforms which whatever i guess that could help some people but that's not something i'm interested in or will ever be using but a couple other things that stuck out to me that i thought were worth talking about here gary said several times that he has a really hard time selling stuff and that's something that i've also heard a lot of other hardcore collectors say over the past few years especially in wrestling cards Does that mean that all the wrestling cards that Gary has talked about in the past are locked up forever in his safe? Is the stuff that he's actually hyping and selling is just his V-Fern stuff instead of pumping and dumping all the sports card stuff that everybody always says that he's doing? I don't know. It's just a thought. The other big talking point I came away with from his discussion with Ezra is the word friction. Both Gary and Ezra used that term over and over throughout the interview, referring to the transacting of cards, the grading of cards, obtaining products, having too much friction. And I believe this term was also thrown around with someone from Fanatics, as well as the people that are really into crypto and NFTs. And while I'm all about innovation and crypto and NFT, like I love all that stuff. And they may have a few valid points here and there about friction spots within the hobby. In my opinion, most of it is complete nonsense. Whether it's buying, selling, grading, whatever, Where there is a will in the hobby, there's a way. People are going to find a way to do what they want to do, collect what they want to collect, buy what they want to buy. The hobby's been doing this for over 100 years, and it's going to continue doing that, regardless of what innovations, tech, or anything else that comes along. And back to the content front in reference to this statement. You'll see a lot of people out there with these clickbait titles. The hobby's dying. The hobby is dead. Card shows are dead. Ladies and gentlemen, the hobby will die when the world ends. There. There you go. Now let's talk about the Worlds Collide Wrestling Card Podcast. I'm sure as many of you know, I started the Worlds Collide Podcast along with Tony Vela from WrestlingTradingCards.com a few years back. 
And we've been going strong since then. We've missed a few weeks here and there, and we've constantly joked about how, oh, this could be our last episode. Like, any given episode could be the last one. Well, unfortunately, we've hit that point. As of this recording, the Worlds Collide Wrestling Card Podcast is officially being retired. And it all has to do strictly with lack of time. As most of you know, Tony runs the wrestling guy store Phoenix, and I have a million things going on right now. But for this one, I'll take full responsibility. It was ultimately my decision to pull the plug on this show. It just got to where I didn't have enough time to allocate to the process of doing the show. The recording, the editing, the posting, spreading on social media, promoting the show. There's a lot that goes into creating and running a podcast, and I just ran out of time for that, and I need to focus my time on other things going on. But that being said, the full run of the show will continue to be up wherever you're listening to podcasts at. And the video versions will continue to be on my channel for the foreseeable future in a nice playlist. So you could go back and check out anything we've done in the archives because there's a lot of great information in there. And with all that being said, I want to first and foremost personally thank Tony Vela from WrestlingTradingCards.com and the Wrestling Guy Store Phoenix for being my partner in crime and getting this thing off the ground to help continue push wrestling cards forward. I want to also thank each and every one of you that ever listened to even a second of one of the Worlds Collide podcast episodes. Whether you listened one time and you said, hey, that's not for me, but, I'll, but you know, whatever. Or if you were one of those people that were downloading every single episode since the day we started, thank you very much for your continued support on that show. So with no Worlds Collide shows anymore, what other content could be changing? Well, not a lot, honestly, but there's a little bit we need to talk about. As of now, I still plan on putting out one of these podcasts every other week. But if you've noticed on the Wrestling With Cards YouTube channel, the Thursday videos have typically been something different. And most of the time, it's the video versions of the Worlds Collide podcast. Again, as we're not doing episodes anymore, that's eventually going to change. And I've been brainstorming some ideas for videos. Some of them are what you would expect, like a top five list, set overviews, interviews with other collectors, etc. But I also have some ideas for videos planned that are outside the box. And look, I understand the content that I put out may not be for everybody, and that's okay. You can't please everybody, nor am I specifically trying to. Producing content is a fun, creative outlet for me. It allows me to talk about some of my passions, both involving and not involving wrestling cards. And some of my videos and podcasts that have some of the lowest views or engagement have actually been huge help for other collectors. And I only know that because they've personally reached out to me via text, email, DM, and stated, hey, this specific video or this specific podcast episode, this really helped me in my collecting journey or helped me shift my mindset towards something else. And I'm very grateful for that. And I'm grateful for everybody that watches or listens again to even a second of the content that I put out. And I hope you'll stick with me. I know I might put out something that not everybody loves. It may not be for you because maybe it's not 100% about wrestling cards or maybe it is wrestling card related, but it's just not something that appeals to you. That's okay. Hopefully, most of you will stick with me and give some of these new styles of videos a shot. If you remember on the latest episode of the Wrestling With Cards podcast, I talked about hitting all the roadblocks with the Carrying Cross collection. I just could not land any of these cards missing out on them auction. Not putting in that mega bid and missing out by a couple bucks. Well, I'm happy to report that some things have changed. In fact, a lot of it is on the person-to-person front. I've had a lot of great people reach out to me via DM with cross cards for sale, especially a lot of them being more rare ones. I've snagged several on eBay. I've had people reach out to me and just say, hey, I've got some cross cards. I'm sending them to you for free. Love the content. So grateful for the community and for kind of this turn in luck that I've had when it comes to the cross cards. 
Not to mention, remember I talked about that carrying cross one of one auto that was lost? It's finally showed up. And here's the story. So it was sent in a bubble mailer. It was put in the wrong P.O. box initially. The person that got that in their P.O. box immediately saw it wasn't theirs and dropped it back off in the drop-off box. Instead of handing it back to the post office clerk in person and saying, hey, this isn't mine, that's not my address. The package then continued to cycle through the postal service system over and over again, ending up who knows where. And of course it wasn't being tracked because it said it was delivered. Somehow it makes it back to my local post office and is hand-delivered by one of the clerks as I walk into the post office one day. Talk about a huge relief. I am extremely happy to finally have that card in hand. And let this be a lesson learned. If you get mail at your house, at your P.O. box, at your business, and it's not yours, turn it back into the post office clerks. Don't just drop it back off in the drop box. That's how things like this happen and things get lost. And lastly, I wanted to just briefly mention something that's been on my mind, and that's PC changes. This is something I touched on when I was talking about the Upper Deck AEW metal stuff. Our collections are constantly evolving and changing, and I've talked about that many times before on this podcast and my YouTube channel. But I had somewhat of an epiphany recently about the cards that are in our collections. Why do we have them? Why do we want them? What do they mean to us? And I'm going to expand a little bit more on that in the next episode of the Wrestling With Cards podcast. Leaving you on a little bit of a teaser there. Thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the Hobby Topic Buffet episode. Let me know what you thought of this episode, any of the topics that I've talked about, or the format. If you kind of like this catch-all where I just talk about a bunch of different topics, reach out to me on social media, email, links to all that is in the show notes. Let me know what you think. That being said, if you did enjoy today's episode, hit that subscribe button, leave me a review wherever you're listening to this on, and spread the word about this podcast. Tell a friend, tell a wrestling fan, tell a wrestling collector. Also, make sure to check out all the links in the show notes of this episode. You can find links to all the ways to help show your support, links to my YouTube channel, social platforms, eBay store, Patreon, and much more. Until next time, keep collecting, keep having fun, and I'll see you.